0: Nikkei Asia News Roundup
1: with Jada and Brian.
0: Welcome to the Nikkei Asia News Roundup with your hosts, Jada and Brian.
1: Bringing you the latest updates and insights on the dynamic world of Asia and more.
0: Now let's delve into the headlines. This program is brought to you by Nikkei.
1: Japanese exports hit a record high in 2023 on the weak yen, while China-bound shipments rose for the first time in 13 months in December.
0: Tesla cars face more entry bans in China as security concerns accelerate. Growing restrictions come as local champion BYD becomes the world's top EV maker.
1: Philippine-China spat over Taiwan risks putting ASEAN in the crossfire. Southeast Asia has the most to lose in a clash over the self-ruled island, analysts say.
0: Indonesian election highlights young voters' employment concerns. President Jokowi's successor faces reform challenge to create middle-class jobs.
1: Japan's slim lunar lander successfully sends data to Earth. Space Agency verifies precision landing as solar power issues persist.
0: Global warming fuels extreme wildfires in a feedback loop. Blazes burned twice as much as 20 years ago, and Canada lost an area half of Japan's size in 2023.
1: China courts Europe and Southeast Asia with visa-free travel. Relaxed rules show Beijing's priority is the economy and hint at its geopolitical strategy.
0: China's warehouse robots set to ease Japan's logistics crunch. Startups see Japanese market as testing ground ahead of domestic growth.
1: Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company predicts revenues could grow 26% this year on the AI boom. The start of production at its second Arizona plant may be postponed to 2027 or 2028.
0: Myanmar border clashes cast a shadow over ties with India. Disruptions to transport project, fleeing soldiers raise concerns in New Delhi. Now, moving on to the main segment.
1: Japan's lunar lander, which has successfully touched down on the surface of the moon, was able to send images and other data to Earth before deliberately shutting down, as problems with the craft's solar cells threatened to cut short the mission. The Japan Aerospace Exploration Agency provided an update on its Smart Lander for Investigating Moon, or SLIM, which made it to the lunar surface over the weekend but was unable to generate enough power to fully perform its mission. The space agency is attempting to restart the SLIM unit while determining whether its pinpoint landing technology performed as expected. SLIM aimed to land within 100 meters of its target on the moon's surface. Conventional landings can often miss their targets by kilometers.
0: Tesla drivers in China are facing entry restrictions at more government-affiliated venues, including meeting halls and exhibition centers due to data security concerns amid ongoing tensions between Washington and Beijing. Sources told Nikkei Asia that a growing number of government affiliates, local authority agencies, highway operators, and even cultural and exhibition centers have restricted Tesla cars from entering their premises since last year. Previously, such restrictions were generally limited to military bases. One example is the Grand Halls in the heart of the North Bund District in Shanghai a conference center operated by a state-backed enterprise that hosts cultural events, international exhibitions, and banquets. Tesla cars are barred from entering the grounds of the grand halls, even if they are just passing through due to national security risks, according to local residents.
1: China has dramatically expanded its visa-free programs in the past three months, indicating a growing effort to boost tourism and cross-border business as the economy slows. In mid-January, Beijing added Ireland and Switzerland to the list of countries whose passport holders can enter without visas. This expands China's outreach to European travelers after it recently granted visa-free tourism and business access to citizens of France, Germany, Italy, the Netherlands, and Spain for 15 days. China is also courting Asian travelers, granting the same exemption to Malaysians and striking an agreement earlier this month with Thailand to waive reciprocal visa requirements.
0: Wildfires caused by climate change continue to burn forests worldwide, discharging large amounts of carbon dioxide and fueling global warming. Last year, the damage was particularly severe in Canada. More than 180,000 square kilometers of forest land in Canada was consumed in the blazes, an area nearly half the size of Japan. The megafires produced 1.7 billion metric tons of CO2 in 2023, roughly three times the amount Canadians emit annually through economic activities. Global warming causes heat waves and dry spells, which make it easier for wildfires to start from lightning or campers' careless handling of fire. The wildfires produce large amounts of CO2, further worsening the cycle of global warming. The world may have entered a negative spiral. According to a 2022 report by the United Nations Environment Program and a Norwegian Foundation, the occurrence of large forest fires is forecast to increase by up to 14% from the 2010 to 2020 level by 2030 and 33% by 2050. There could be, quote, A global increase of extreme fires, even in areas previously unaffected, the report warned.
1: And now for news highlights. In each episode, Jada and I have a discussion about a recent article that has particularly captured our attention.
0: Today, we're going to talk about a story on Indonesia's upcoming general election. We just had a presidential election earlier this month in Taiwan, but another much-anticipated vote will be held in Indonesia on February 14th.
1: This is shaping up to be a very important election, especially for Southeast Asia, as it will select Joko Widodo's successor as the leader of the world's fourth most populous country.
0: Yeah, so the focus of this article is on the country's youth demographic. According to the piece, there are over 204 million eligible voters, over half of whom are millennials in Gen Z. And just to give a little more context of how young the country is, for example, Indonesia's median age is 29.9 years, while Japan's is 48.7. So this younger generation accounts for a good part of Indonesia's population.
1: The story shows exactly what this youth demographic wants in its next leader. It cites one survey which reveals that 19% of respondents thought that, quote, creating jobs and reducing unemployment, unquote, was the most pressing issue that the country's next leader must address, making it the second highest answer after, quote, keeping prices of basic necessities low. Mm
0: -hmm. So currently, there are three candidates who could become president. Defense Minister Prabowo Subianto, uh, former Central Java Governor Ganjar Pranowo, in former Jakarta governor Anis Baswedan.
1: Prabowo has widened his lead in the latest opinion polls and is getting closer to a majority of potential votes. He's also polling well among younger voters.
0: Yes, he has promised to create 19 million new jobs, so I guess that has been a major reason for him gaining strong support. Uh, Prabowo has said that expanding Jokowi's industrialization push in the mining and agricultural sectors will be key in achieving this goal.
1: Well, the vote is less than a month away, so we'll soon find out just how much of an impact these young voters will have on Indonesia's election. Nikkei Asia will be covering the event heavily, so be sure to follow us to stay up to date.
0: Yes, check us out. And that brings us to the close of today's episode.
1: We look forward to having you join up again for the next edition of the Nikkei Asia News Roundup.
0: Stay informed, stay curious. Until next time, I'm Jada.
1: And I'm Brian. See you again. Take care. This program is brought to you by Nikkei.